0: Bismillah Rahman Rahim. warahmatullah. Welcome to the 16th session of Midnight Moments. Uh, it's good to be back. I realize I keep saying, look forward to seeing you next time. I, I don't actually see you, but I feel like there's a community here. It's nice to uh, see a lot of familiar names of regulars that are joining live. So Alhamdulillah. Thanks for continuing to join us. So yesterday we were talking about constancy and how it's important in establishing this structure in our lives. And that when we do this, it builds more capacity to manage these ups and downs of life that we can't control and also the ups and downs in our own hearts in in the states that we go through so frequently as human beings. And so today I wanted to talk about resilience and building this, developing this capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and sort of this uh, oftentimes it's described as like toughness, right? So it's cultivating this this inner resiliency for dealing with times of the chaos and trials that, that surround us and befall us that are part of this dunya. And so, you know, that we know that there's uh, trials and tribulations, and we can't let ourselves be swayed by all the calamity that is surely to sort of come and go. And these, again, these things are out of our locus of control. Um, And the reality of the dunya experience is that this is, there's bala, there is trials. Uh, that come to us that are from Allah. Allah manifests all of these things, but they're difficult. They're difficult for us to bear. And they, they try us in our iman. They try us in our uh, ability to remain stable because it's sort of coming to knock us off, right? And, and if we're not stable and grounded, uh, we'll get thrown off easier and we'll maybe even stay down longer, right? Um, and so it's coming into understanding that always with difficulty comes ease. There's this life is about ebbs and flows, um, we're together and then we're separate. We have, and we lose, we have deficit and abundance, right? So even in this month of Ramadan, we go all day without eating or drinking or in this deficit, and then we have iftar and it's this abundance and oftentimes you know, it's managing even the indulgence in that abundance and the, uh, the managing the, the, the need for hunger during the day. And so finding this middle path between these ups and downs and these ebbs and flows um, and being being steady among these shifts. So in, uh, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah says, and we will surely test you with something of fear and hunger and a loss of wealth and lives and fruits, but give good tidings to the patient, those who when disaster strikes them say, indeed we belong to Allah and indeed to him we will return. And so there's this notion of sabr, of patience in these difficulties and disasters when they befall. And, and then Clinging to Allah and remembering Allah. And then in Sahih Muslim, the Prophet is reported to us, how amazing is the affair of the believer. Indeed, his entire affair is good. And this is not the case with anyone except the believer. Should prosperity come his way, he is grateful, and that is good for him. And should adversity come his way, he patiently perseveres, and that is good for him. And so, um, this notion of shukr and sabr, right, between these different poles of when when things are easy and there's good, the believer is in a state of of shukr, of gratefulness, and when things are difficult and there's adversity, adversity, there's sabr, uh, patience. But this can be easily you know this put as this ideal of okay well I'm a believer and so this is how I'm supposed to be and yet when difficulty comes you may not be the most grateful you know when when good things come you may not be the most grateful when difficulty comes you may not be the most patient and so how is that you know is it just by being a believer you get these qualities um what what can actually happen is that this can be one of these things of spiritual bypassing that we talked about where we have this ideal, we, we know where we're, what we're supposed to be, but we don't actually um, do the work to cultivate these states, right? So here being mentioned the the believer, it's somebody who is in a state of believing, somebody who is in a state of Islam. Um, it's not necessarily just something, these qualities just come to you uh, without having to do some internal work and development and cultivating these Qualities of shukr and sabr. Um, and so we need to actually develop these qualities through practice. Um, so if we are rooting ourselves in this sustained place of presence, right, this practice of the word of coming into presence, we're, we're getting more familiar with tasting that that uh experience of being in a state of islam even if it's not we we can't sustain it we're we're coming back to coming into this place of presence which builds sabr right the more frequently and we are, come back to this the more familiar we are with it over time and we experience this it enables sabr it 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 uh it's not just a concept anymore It becomes something that you experience and you taste. And sabr is not just a passive patience, like the word in English sometimes has the connotation. It's really persevering, right? There's there's something active in sabr where we are actively uh, persevering through these bala, through these difficulties and trials. and part of that is also just, it's not just passively waiting for the trial to end, right? We talked about going through things and that that Allah manifests things in us, even the difficulty for a reason. There's something for us to um, move through. And so this persevering is remaining firm, remaining clinging to Allah, but also remaining self-reflective in these times and doing the work of, okay, well, you know, what do I need to let go of to be in a state of sabr? to have this patience. Um, and the thing that allows that perseverance is the stability and the container that we talked about where we're building through this constancy of our practices, we are establishing this routine of practice so that we are adhering to these things. It, you know, Right now, a lot of people are in ittikaf, right? In the, um, even if you're not in the masjid, you can sort of be doing this at home in a place of and what does ittikaf means it means sticking to something adhering to it establishing this um and this establishes ability to develop resilience and therefore sabr um and so it's it's building these capacities through through practice not just saying not just it's not just that you remind yourself okay I should be patient and that you're s- suddenly able to be patient um, and then you know developing shukr developing gratefulness um, because these work together the reason that Allah mentions them together is that or or that the Prophet sallam, mentioned both these uh, shukr and sabr is that when we uh, Spend time reflecting on the blessings from Allah. When when um, when these good things come, we are building a memory of that things are that there is ease. You know, with difficulty comes ease, and so you're reconnecting with the fact that there's ebbs and flows. And so what happens is when we don't do that, it's much easier when calamity strikes us to focus on the negative. This is just sort of how the human Mind, we could say brain functions, is that it um, these negative experiences are more overpowering. And so that can easily become our forefront. And so we have to actually do work to cultivate the focus on the positive. Um and so this is like you know developing a habit of counting your blessings, as they say. And this is something that is shown in in psychology, modern psychology particularly the field of positive psychology, talks a lot about the development of gratitude. And there's practices of keeping a gratitude journal. And this is something really important. I mean, you know, we've talked about Mahasibah being this practice that we do internally, but that it can be helpful to have an actual Mahasibah journal. So it could be useful also to have a... a, a a shukar journal, a gratitude journal, right? And so what this does is that you're um, connecting with the fact that you have these blessings and that you have many reasons to be thankful for. And what that does is it builds the ability to then be patient when difficulty comes because you have this reservoir of understanding and memory that, oh, you know, there's there's a lot to be good. And I remember, you know, not too long ago, I had a lot of blessings. And so let me persevere. Through this adversity, and know that surely again ease will come inshallah. And so, um, you know, it's bringing yourself into being cognizant of this nature of things ebbing and flowing, and so that you can weather the storm better. Better, essentially. Um, and then, what this structure uh, also, you know, this adherence to structure, what it also does is it provides a protection for us, you know, builds this like layer of protection um, of being strengthened so that we're not so easily swayed or vulnerable to the uh, things that come in life. Right. So, yes, there's calamities, but there's also, you know, sometimes there's uh, ill intent from people. Um, and, and we know that we 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 read. Uh, on ourselves to protect ourselves from this sort of things coming at us whether it's the eye or uh, other people's negative energy or just negative things that um, can happen we, we have to build this protection around us this is why we read quran this is why we make dua this is why we you know prayer does this it keeps us strong and sort of secure and it becomes this hijab right uh, this protection. Um, and and a covering from this adversity sort of getting in and causing you to despair. And what this does is sort of creates a healthy boundary um, to not let these, you know, if you can imagine life, there's lots of arrows that are coming at us, whether it's from people or difficulties, experiences, if we're not sort of resilient, we don't have this um, protective layer, those errors are going to get into us easier. We're going to get affected more. We're going to sort of fall down and not be able to get up as quickly because we're we're in the the pain and the difficulty of the situation. And we haven't built this um, ability to be protect to be protected. And so um, tomorrow, what we'll talk about is how this resiliency from what befalls you. Can actually allow for more vulnerability because what that sounds like, you know, having this protective layer can sound like you're blocking things out as well, you know, blocking good things out as well, which can happen if you're not also conscious of the fact that really what we're trying to do is have be resilient to the external sort of changing nature of dunya uh, with these trials and ups and downs, but then be Open and soft on the inside to be able to both be vulnerable with Allah and vulnerable in our, with other people and in our growth so that we have this, uh, you know, ability to develop and, and have this humility so that we're not just rigid and, and um, not allowing anything in. So it's this more safe vulnerability um, where you're protected but still open and so we'll talk about that inshallah tomorrow um, let's see questions I'll answer a couple questions is it is it okay to have a feeling of sadness in the heart while trying to be patient and practice tawakkul yes sadness is a is a human emotion and it's there um it's they communicating something, and so what we again, what we don't want to do is avoid what comes up. Um, there's something in this sadness that can open to sort of another la- layer behind it that might that might open your heart, um, and being with that sadness, not trying to avoid it, is also being patient. Right? It's it's having sabr with the experience that is manifesting in your heart um so again this is about not spiritual bypassing right it's not just saying um well i'm supposed to have to so i'm supposed to be okay and i'm supposed to not feel sad that's not necessarily true the prophet lays out to some felt grief and sadness um this is just a natural response to uh, these ups and downs and so it's you know you can even that sadness can be a a tool to turn you to to make tawbah or to not tawbah of like necessarily of of sin but tawbah and turning to allah you know that we're needy of him subhanahu wa ta'ala um okay so about tafakkur. mm. Okay, well, this is actually connected. Is it normal when I do reflection, practice, stillness, I become very emotional and cry, but it is good good to cry out feeling of submission or is it better to try and be calm? Yeah, again, be with what is, be with what comes. And usually when you're with something, you allow it to be and unfold, it transforms into something else. Whereas if we repress emotions and we try to sort of get to something where we think we're supposed to be, um, what we're doing is sort of packing that away and it can, it just remains with us until we, we deal with it. Whereas if we allow for it, it can sort of transform into something, you know, transformational and that, that can actually bring you into a, a, a state of calm rather than trying to force a state of calm. This is the thing with Tafakur, with, with coming into these states is that it's this irony of, you know, it's letting go of the control of trying to achieve some state. Really what you're trying to do is just achieve a place of being present and really ultimately being present with Allah, being present with the remembrance of Allah. Um, and, and you have to go through uh, these states that you have in order to get there, not pushing them aside and going around. Okay. So, uh, inshallah, I hope to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks for joining me. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.